Podcast by the Centre for Inclusive Leadership. Hello, I'm Paul Anderson Walsh. I'm the CEO of the Centre for Inclusive Leadership, and I'm thrilled you've joined us for Inclusion Podcast. Today is a very special edition because it's our 10th anniversary. And for this edition, we're going to get an opportunity to meet some of the team. And I'm just going to get to chat with them and ask them some questions. And the question I'm really keen to know the answer to as I speak to each of them is the question that I always think of that Ralph Waldo Emerson asked whenever he met somebody he hadn't seen for a long time. He would say to them, what's become clear to you since we last met? I'm going to pose that to each of the team about inclusion. So stick around. This should be fun. What brought you here? Well, it's lovely to have Emma and Tamara for us right. to be sitting down and having a chat for once and not doing anything else. Mm-hmm. So how lovely to do that. Do you know what? I was keen to ask you a couple of questions, actually, since I've got you both here. One of the questions I was keen to ask was, what brought you here? We're thrilled you're here, by the way. What brought you here? <laughs> um, well, I first met you in 2011. Mm-hmm. And so you came in to support us with a, a large piece of work. Mm-hmm. And then if you fast forward probably about nine years, I then brought you into when I was then, um, I took over a role as uh, group head of learning and development. And what I would say on reflection, what brought me here was that I think we had such a powerful partnership. It wasn't supplier and client. Mm -hmm. And there are so many transient relationships you had, but that relationship was so powerful that I remember once you said to me, we've got you, we've just got you. And I've never felt so this ready brick glow <laughs> of just knowing that I was, I was, I was the subject matter expert yeah. because I had these in my mm. back pocket. It was just fantastic. How about for you, Emma? Well, uh, it's really interesting. It, t- yours and Tamara's relationship is, is that you were Tamara's client. I was one of your participants, I think, was the oh, first gosh. time we met, which was, goodness me, 2014. And I've described this before, and you did wonder where I was going with it. But I can remember sitting in, I was at um, a retail leadership conference, and I can remember watching your keynote. And the only way I can liken it is the bit in Love Actually where the little boy sees Bill Nye drumming for the first time and he has this awakening of what, of what he wanted to do. I, I can remember your um, presentation, mm. the work you did, and, and that was had an impact on me enough and then we got to know each other through that leadership program we worked together on the leadership day and the psychometric tool so we got to spend a lot of time together uh had an interesting few years in my career i think i'd really lost sense of who i was i wanted to do something with more meaning and then there was just this wonderful day when we were at said leadership program we were sitting in uh, the quad at keeble college and you and your colleague said to me have you ever thought about and I don't think you needed to finish the sentence because I was already signed on the dotted line by that point. I'll tell you you what you don't know about that story which is that one of our colleagues Sajad came to me and said do you know that Emma's been made redundant and I said where is she? (laughs) (laughs) We we can fix that right now. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, We're indebted to the two of you for how you came in just helped us pivot the business from what was just an in-person business. Interesting times. Very interesting. Early days of building those e-learning modules. Oh, Lord. I was a customer 
of, or a client of the Centre for Inclusive Leadership and got to see you in action. And I thought, "Mm, I've got some interesting ideas. I'll have a chat with Paul. And one thing led to another and here I am at the centre. Um, doing what you've just said I'm doing. I'm doing brilliant, yeah. Yeah, so that was it. So, you know, uh, I'm thinking of the old Victor Kayan um, commercial. I love the, uh, I love the product so much, <laughs> I, I decided to buy the company. <laughs> so, no, I like the offering, and I thought it's a good place to go and have a conversation and see if I could bring my, contribute to it. Oh, fantastic. And you come from the financial services sector originally, right? That's right, yeah. I've worked at, um, I know, it's coming up for 36 years in the city. Um, Bloomberg, um, MSCI, Morgan Stanley, and most recently where we met, the London Stock Exchange Group. Well, we certainly think it was a good decision and we're thrilled that you made it and really excited. We'll talk some more about what we're going to do later in the, for next year in a minute, but delighted that you're with us. Now, Nastasha, of course, you are our digital marketing manager. And by the way, can I say we're thrilled you are because what an absolutely transformative job you've done of all of our social media work. And I think of the branding staff, Trevor, I mean, goodness, the work she's doing. Branding page, the assets, very good. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, seriously. But tell us about how you came to be with us. Thank you, Paul. Uh, actually, I met Paul Rio before. <laughs> we got a lot of Pauls in the business, so yes, they all have to be called different things, yeah. <laughs> And he asked me to do some freelancers um, at the beginning of this year. And then I started to do some researches to understand about inclusion, diversity, equity. And then I found out something really interesting, that I was not feeling really included Mm -hmm. at my last workplace. And then I, I thought, wow, I need to do some changes. And at the same time, the work that we did together went so well that he invited me to join the center. So it was, I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're so pleased you are. I tell you, Paul, Paul rang. I mean, he's building a fantastic team in Rio. But he rang and said to me, there's one thing we've got to do. We need to hire Nastasha, and we need her full time, and we need her now. Can you please make that work? And I went, uh, uh, please, please. And, and I'm, uh, I'm glad we listened and, and made that work. So it's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear it. Oh, no, really, you're a joy. What's become clear to you about inclusion since we first met? I thought it was something to fight for because it was something that was good to have in addition to everything else. Mm, mm. But now I feel that you have to fight for it because it's essential. It's not an addition. It is core to everything because it speaks to how a person feels and thinks about themselves and I think that we're so lacking in compassion as a society that if we can create spaces where people go to work for eight hours a day and they feel seen and they feel heard and they feel whole why wouldn't I do that why wouldn't I contribute to that, even if I never meet that person, but just knowing that ha- I've had a conversation with someone that is responsible for a group of people, and their lives are changed because of that. Because of that, like that's, that to me is like. But it's great. Yeah, that's so. Good. That's everything. It's really interesting, actually, Chantal, because I think when I think, and Paul, you'll recognise this. When I think about the idea of leadership, leadership is about making matters better. Whereas inclusive leadership is making matters better for everybody, right? So it's it's that I think it's um, I just think it's really powerful. 
and I and you can see it. You know, when we have conversations with people, how they respond, you know, to to the work and what what we're talking about. It's just it's life giving, giving people back to themselves. It's it's a very it's a it's an it's a privilege to be able to do that. To be honest, amazing. Yeah, yeah it, you know, it really is, Chantal. Paul, thinking about that same question, obviously, I yeah. know. You come from, uh, done a lot of work amongst education, particularly around the anti-racist agenda, yeah. right? And this yeah. conversation is a different conversation again, isn't it, when you start talking about inclusion? It, it, it is. It's, it's, it, the, the thing about it is, especially when you, when you align it to, to, to racism, mm. when you understand race and racism, you're almost never off this emotional clock. That you're always aware of race and racism. Now, sure. for me, with inclusion, now that I've, I understand what, what it is, it's, I see it everywhere. <laughs> I understand it more, and 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 for me, it's it's about being able to. I suppose to cut a long story short, if everyone had a bit of inclusion in their lives, just imagine everyone being on the clock mm. and being aware of inclusive behaviours uh, and practices. And I think that's that's the, the 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 driver in what I would like to do is to be able to share it with everyone, so that everyone understands it so that everyone's aware of this aspect of inclusion and what it does. So everyone's on the clock, so everyone sees it. And one of the things we talk about is everyone managing their own inclusion. Mm. If we could get to that point, that would be fantastic Wouldn't because that, yeah. what would happen is everyone from a very early age would embrace this safety, you know, this, this trust in this belonging, all of these things that, that make us you know, able to really thrive. It's great stuff, isn't it? And when, when you think about it, maybe one of the things that we should be representing when we think about our work is, imagine living in a world where no one feels excluded. Exactly right. No, it's, <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? It's, it's the truth. I mean, the, the, when you asked me about this inclusion question, I thought about myself growing up, and what I experienced a lot was exclusion, yeah. was being the only, was being the other which is why I look at this aspect of inclusion and it just makes me want to work so much harder to make sure that no one does feel the way I felt because I know what it felt yeah. like. It's interesting, a colleague of ours, Paul Mortimer, offered me this some time ago now, in that once you actually embrace the language of inclusion, you see it everywhere. Uh, and, <laughs> that's and, nice. And it really is. Once yeah, you nice. um, understand diversity is not inclusion, inclusion is an emotion, mm -hmm. suddenly you see it in every everything. everything, every interconnected space, mm -hmm. uh, and that's what's become clear to me, which is uh, truly great. So that is wonderful. Jax, how about for you? What's become clear to you? For me, the interlink, the, the way inclusion and belonging interlink, for me, I didn't realise that I didn't feel like I actually belonged anywhere wow. before coming into this world of inclusion. And so for me, that was the biggest piece, is that I feel like I can be my full, authentic self in this world. That's fantastic. Jen? So for me, what's become really clear is about the power of inclusion mm. and just how much it contributes much wider than I had thought in the first place. There's contribution to well-being, as well as our attitude and our performance. And I can now, I understand what inclusion is, and I can also articulate it, which is something I couldn't do before. This is amazing, isn't yeah. it? It's amazing. And it's such a master key, isn't it? Because no matter what organisations are struggling with, if it's to do with people, 
it's an inclusion conversation, absolutely. right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You see it everywhere, as it's Terry said. Absolutely fantastic. I think the, the most important thing was when I was doing this, those researches, mm. I found out that we have such a different way to, a different approach to things, because we believe that uh, diversity is not inclusion. And I think this <laughs> makes the whole difference. And I think it's absolutely will be my answer. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because it seems like such an innocuous thing to say. Diversity is not inclusion. You go, yeah. But actually, you need to stop and go, hold on a minute. What did you just say? Because so many people use those words interchangeably, don't they? But the reality is what we've seen is that people have thought that if they are diverse, they'll be inclusive. But that's not true, right? What we know is that if we plant the seed of inclusion, then you'll bear the fruit of diversity. But that is a real secret. So it's, I'm fascinated that's the big thing you've taken away. Absolutely. Key, really key. Trevor, let me come to you and ask you. Obviously, you've been, you were around this because you were working in the mm. space with particularly with black professionals, right? So yeah. you were kind of already in the conversation. But what's become clear to you about inclusion? Well, I suppose the journey that I've made over 36 years has um, shown me that I can be um, a, a black individual working in the city um, but I'm not necessarily a, an inclusive one. I think that's the key thing. <laughs> I've realised by being around the centre and listening to what you, uh, you know, you portray to um, clients that you know inclusion is the starting point. If you don't have inclusion, if people don't feel that they belong, they don't feel that they belong. That's the most important thing. Then you're not going to make, you're not going to be able to retain that diverse talent. So inclusion first, and if you do that well, if we do our job well then we'll be able to attract and retain a diverse workforce. So yeah, inclusion is, is important. Um, yeah, and is. that's why I'm, another reason why I'm here, the inclusion journey with the centre. Amazing, amazing. Well, again, you're enriching that for us and we thank you. It's the key to everything. Hmm. I, I, we talk a lot about feeling before we fix. Yeah. And, and I've, I certainly felt that before I started working with, with you and the team. But I, I think over the last couple of years, we've seen the impact it has on our clients. Mm, for sure. We've seen the impact when it isn't present. And actually, if we can come from a place of inclusion and, and a place of love and support and nourishment, that's everything. The key to everything. Tamara. I absolutely believe that inclusion unlocks the power of diversity. And I never, ever, ever thought about that. Yeah, they yeah. were just words. Yeah. And from my background, Diversity was a nice to have. Nobody ever really spoke about the critical need that inclusion played in diversity because without inclusion in diversity, you just have this revolving door of talent. Yeah, yeah. And that was the job I was in, was just farming talent that yeah, just was transient yeah, because there was no inclusion behind it. Yeah. I, I see clearly yeah. and I think clearly and I, and I never did that for all of these decades of working. I never had this clarity because now I understand. And I'm like, they've all got it wrong. <laughs> how, how do we bang this drum? How do we do it? How do we bang yeah. the drum big enough? This place, the people, feeling valued, feeling just it's home, but it's a really safe home. And I don't think in any of the organizations I've worked in, I've felt that. What do you look forward to in 2023? 
I'm kind of slightly obsessed at the moment with employment law, which sounds crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like it's my new, the new birth tomorrow. I always wanted to go into employment law. So, so what I would love to work on next year is really firming up that link between what we do and in employment law as, as such, or, or discrimination, because we stand there and we say we are... Um, we look at uh, tackling workplace inequalities. And then actually when I think about it, I think, what, do, yeah, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was talking to a very dear friend of mine the other week who's actually kind of my mentor through the course. And he's in New York and he's, well, he's an employment lawyer, bona fide employment lawyer. And he said that 65% of the cases that he's put through in 2021 were all down to discrimination Goodness and people me. feeling yeah. treatment, poor treatment through, mm. through poor oh, behaviour of their managers. And I thought if we could potentially harness that link, as you said, core curriculum, most suppliers don't have mm. inclusion weaved in, do they? That, no. that's, that's what differentiates us. Really? So that's, that's where my focus is, is trying to bridge the link between education, educating people in companies around employment law, but with the edge of inclusion. Well, I think we could do quite a good job with that. Well, what's actually super <laughs> exciting about that is, as the Chief of Staff will tell you, uh, what's really exciting about that is, as we're thinking about building out the ecosystem, mm. one of the partners that we're negotiating with at the moment is a very reputable bona fide law yes. firm, who yes. are an employment law firm. So we now know who's going to manage that element of our work. <laughs> we might do. <laughs> so, Chief of Staff, what's on your mind? Um, I, do you know what? I just want to continue to make sure we've got a safe home for our community. Absolutely. Mm. For me, that's it for mm. 2023. We have got some really exciting growth targets and as we continue to mature as a business, but at the heart of it, <laughs> making sure that there's that safe home for everybody and that, that us as a community continue to grow together and bond together. Because you're right, tomorrow, that is what's special about who we oh, are and the way incredible. in which we operate. And I don't think any of us have experienced mm. it in the same way before. So mm. um, for me, enabling our community to go out and work with employment law for you to go and do your keynote so somebody mm. else gets the experience that I did of sitting and hearing somebody from our team talk about the work that we do. Amazing. Well, one thing for sure is that uh, our place is going to be safer because the two of you are in it and I'm oh, looking forward so to 2023 sweet. with you. Mike does Thank cry. You. you can do that one after the camera's gone off. Yeah. <laughs> so for me as I think about my role as um, senior client partner I'm thinking about a significant contribution to the business mm -hmm. and to the bottom line mm -hmm. and the overall all, uh, business health. Um, I'd like to continue sowing the seeds of inclusion yeah. and it, ensure that as many people as possible are immersed into what we do because I think it's so very, very powerful. And also to become much more... Um, grow my eminence in this space yeah. and to become, you know, much more au fait with what I'm doing and be very much grounded and more connected with the work. Well, I've got to tell you that brand Jan has been massively well received by the clients. And when I, when I talk to our clients about any time you're involved and you meet with any of them and do the work you do, I always get this great glow from the clients. One of the things I've really appreciated is the, you being able to leverage that brilliant work you've been doing, particularly among the ERGs and so on, which has been so, so helpful. So it's good. So yes, more eminence from Jan. That would be good. I like that idea. Thank you. <laughs> So Jags, let me turn to you when we think about 2023, what's on your mind? So for me, I am so excited to be able to learn from the amazing professionals that I work with. 
I am excited to become more client facing, but also similar to Jan, do that deep dive and become that SME to yes. help people in their yes. journey for inclusion. I think that's always something that's intrigued me and inspired me with the way that you speak as well as the other team members. So I'm very excited to step into that space. Oh, it's amazing because I think the thing about our work, as you know very well, it's not so much about what you're saying mm -hmm. to people, it's how you're being with people, isn't it? And, and that energy you bring is just priceless. So good, 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 good. Terry, last but by no means least in this little trio. So I know you've got the, you're holding the plan for 2023 as far as business development is concerned. But, but beyond that, tell me what's on your mind for 2023. I, I think there are a couple of things, Paul. Uh, first of all, the last 18 months have been something about personal growth and understanding who I am. Sure. Um, understanding that actually I am a work in progress. I always will be, but that's enough. Um, and I think with that foundation, my literacy is coming on because it is a very deep language. And I understand that now. Mm. I think what I'd really like to achieve in 2023 is to spread the word. That's really With nice. our clients, but to really embrace the activism of being an inclusion specialist. I think that's really important, particularly in a world that's so fragmented. Do you know, it's so interesting to hear you say that. You talk about your fluency coming on. I think that's an interesting thing to say because I think one of the things I've observed just generally, and, and we've talked about this before, is um, fluency in language is a good example because mm -hmm. I think it's one thing to speak inclusion, yeah. but to be able to think inclusion is a very different idea, isn't it? I've often thought when I'm working with uh, people who English isn't their first language, they can talk to you, but actually when they're processing, mm -hmm. they're having to recode it back into their native tongue. When you can think inclusion, and it is really at your root, I think that's when the fluency thing really comes. So I'm excited for that. And I'm just, I think about those early days, Terry, when you led our first book, stu book study, do you remember? I do. And I think about the, the, yeah. the journey that you've come on. So more credits, all credit to you, because it's a great thing to lean into. It really is. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you. So I guess, Paul, for 2023, um, my priority is to get the Inclusionomics company out there, raise mm. the awareness, mm. get our existing customers and new customers aware of what Inclusionomics actually is, and um, get them to engage and uh, use the product, um, such that by the end of 2023, we can look back and say we've built a portfolio of customers who are now or have now a much clearer picture of what they are in terms of inclusion, and they're um, you know working on a journey to improving it. A little bit of product placement. The Inclusion Notes Company is. What are you What are you doing? Um, well, I suppose we could do a Victor Kayam advert, we couldn't could. we? We, we could. could say you know I, I like the um, the service so much I decided to take the um, the inclusion audit. But um, no, I think, I think with the work that we're doing with um, Nastasha and Paul in terms of our assets, we've got a great landing page coming. We've got some fantastic pre-sale assets. And the great thing is the prospects that we've spoken to already are already giving us some great signals. So uh, I think that uh, life is looking kind of peachy. Really good. And I think the great thing about this conversation is that and you were talking about inclusion and your sense when you talked about in your own workplace. What I think is so exciting about the Inclusionomics company is that we figured out a way to actually measure inclusion. And of course, inclusion is a feeling, right? Yeah. But if you can quant measure that, and we know very well that when we're talking to our clients, there's a difference between how people feel and what they feel they can say. Absolutely. And we're actually now able to be able to really have dialogues with clients about this is what your people really feel. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel about that? It's a whole, it's a whole different conversation. Yeah. 
What's on the plans for 2023? I think we already started because we changed the way we, we produce content, uh, producing posts with a lot of information about inclusion, equity, ESG. So I strongly recommend that who is listening to us right now to follow us, at least on LinkedIn, because we are doing such a great job. But for the next year, uh, we have so big plans to thinking about branding and a new website and Amazing. investing uh, on the Inclusionomics company. So there's a lot to come. Amazing. Good plug for the LinkedIn. See that? Yeah. Good plug. You'd be proud of that as a salesman. <laughs> the LinkedIn showcase. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yes. Yeah, really. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Thank you so much. From, from a personal point of view, um, I enjoy what I'm doing in terms of, of, of delivery, in mm. terms of really, I'd love to play more of a part in, in creating. Oh, nice. Also, really? Most definitely. I'd very much like to, <laughs> I'd like to play more of a part in, in actually meeting people and, and pitching, let's say. Yeah. Understanding more about how that works, you know, that first contact with, with an organisation oh, from nice. there, sort of, sort of from tape to tape, let's say, from the start to, to the point where we get to delivery. From the minute we meet someone for the first time, the process all the way to oh, the nice. first uh, delivery of the first session. So that's that's something I would I would definitely love to observe before dipping my toe in the water. We can certainly make that happen. That's what we I can certainly make that happen. Chantal, how about for you? What's the th what's on the slate for twenty twenty three? We'll have projects that we're working on in terms of um, you know designing um, you know the the e learning mm -hmm. work that we do and also designing sort of sort of workshops. Um, but actually, I think. Those higher level conversations oh, nice. um, with you know the seniors, the execs, you know C suites. I'd like to be in the room having those holding conversations with people, you know, at sort of top level. I love having the the conversations at sort of the the middle. In the middle, you yeah, I really there. enjoy those. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to be more comfortable in living that inclusion message that we're delivering to others. To be able to talk to it at a higher level, I think would be, I, I would really enjoy that. Well, after I remember you and I had a shared experience with your former employer where we worked with the C-suite together. And we I did, yeah. I was amazed how well you handled that, not least, but not because it was just a C-suite conversation, because it was your former employer. It was really interesting. But actually, one of the things that is on the plan for both of you is this notion as the two probably you know, senior uh, facilitators just elevating you up to be able to do those senior conversations. So we're excited about that. But that's good. Well, thank you. Well, let's look forward to 2023 together. Okay. okay. Let's go for it. So if you want to play with this. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering why she wouldn't give me the laptop. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good. How are you? Really, really good. We've had a brilliant day. Amazing to see meet Nastasha in person. That's been so... Oh, <laughs> really, really good. How's your day going? Yeah, good, good. Good, 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 good. Okay, so this is the surprise. So you're going to ask Paul the three questions. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Do you know, I was sitting thinking to myself, I so wanted Paul to be asked those questions. So good, right, Master Walsh. So look, Paul, we've been having a conversation all day today about three things, really. Um, and I'm great to introduce you. So Paul is, of course, our head of brand and our head of marketing. Um, so it's fantastic to talk to you. Paul, we obviously know what you do, but tell us a little bit about how you came to be or why you're at uh, the centre. Yeah, I think for me, it's just really the opportunity to do good. 
Um, so that, you know, I really believe in the purpose of the organisation uh, and that's to end inequality in the workplace. And for me, having uh, faced that throughout my life and, you know, I know people that have been in the same situation. For me, it's really something to be a part of that and to help others in the situation that I've been in was kind of a too big of opportunity to turn down. So when the option was there, when it became available to me to do that, I grabbed it with both hands because it's something that I want to be a part of and I really love the work that we do. Um, it's great stuff, it's really rewarding and also it's really cool to work with families. So be able to see uh, working with my dad and working with my sister is amazing <laughs> to see their brilliance up front. And um, you know, the work that they do is just it's inspiring. Well, do you know, it's funny because no one's really talked about that today, but it is just something, isn't it? I, I think about that when uh, we, were, we were talking yesterday, Jan was talking about how she gets to see uh, something her daughter had done and she was so proud of her. And I said, Jan, I said, that's the thing for me. I get to see that every day. I look around and I see what Paul is doing with the work he's doing in Brazil. I see what Chantel's doing. I see Francesca now starting to deliver. So it really is, it's amazing. So uh, it's a thrill from my point of view to know that uh, we've started a business that my children have embraced and have, and have taken on. And I, th I see the way that you've reinvented how we present our propositions to our clients. I see the way that Chantelle has rethought how we have our conversations. And I think, oh my goodness, this is, this is, really, this is really legacy stuff. So I'm so excited. Paul, one of the, uh, the questions I was been asking today was about um, you know, the great question that Ralph Waldo Emerson asked people. And I think it's such a lovely question. Emerson would say when he'd seen some, met someone he hadn't seen for a long time, he would say, What's become clear to you since we last met? And so my question to you is, what's become clear to you about inclusion since you began? Um, I think for me, it's how crucial it is to performance. Um, and I think it's, you know, inclusion is the key to everything, really. Um, and I think this, uh, not many companies understand the difference between diversity and inclusion. Um, and I think that is a big thing when you when you see that that moment when it lands and when mm. a person gets it you're like oh my god yeah it's so it's so simple why didn't i see that before yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think that that moment when that happens it's it's and that you know for me as well that was something that um i kind of got it but didn't get it as much as i do now so being able to to teach that and speak to people in various facilitations and, and classrooms and speaking to clients that moment is just uh you know is, is so rewarding to see when it, when it lands and to have that impact that it has on people because the work that we do is is it challenges people it changes the way they think about things uh, but also it helps people it gives people back to themselves it's one of the things that we say and I think it's just super rewarding um, but I think for me that's the biggest thing is is just how how crucial it is to to performance yeah it's powerful isn't it and, and to the performance point when the when that proverbial penny does drop I mean, it's just incredible, isn't it? Because the idea of recognising that extraordinary things happen when people feel included. And that's just the reality, isn't it? They suddenly open up their, you know, their discretionary effort, their, all their cognitive abilities, all of their volunteerism just comes flooding out in the way that happens in the reverse when people feel excluded. So, yeah, I, I think that's such a great link. And so many clients, I think, still think this is a CSR conversation. But when you can also make it clear that it's actually a P&L conversation, I think that's powerful. But to, Paul, yeah. to, to point us a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, to 2023, I've been wondering about the plans and thoughts that um, each of the team has for the future. What's on your slate for 2023? I think for us in the brand department and marketing, I think the main thing for us is to, to be the reference uh, in this conversation. So when you think about diversity and inclusion, we are the voice of, of this discussion. Um, so I think we, 
I believe we're already there, but I think we just need to show that um, because we should be the place where someone's talking about DE&I, they say, okay, what's the centre saying about this? Let's go and have a look to see what they say about it. And we should be the, the thought leaders, we should be the voice of, of this conversation. But also I think there's, it's just spreading the message far and wide. I think we're doing a great job with the work uh, that we've, we've got so far with our clients in the UK and, and outside the UK as well. But I think there's room for us to grow even further and go further, wider and deeper with our clients. So really just trying to spread that message as far as we can and, and build and grow and develop the business as much as we can in 2023. Amazing. And you're going to be leading the charge in the Americas as well, from what I understand. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> every time I speak to somebody, I mean, being based in Brazil, every time I talk to somebody about the work that I do, the first thing they say is, yeah, we need that here. We definitely need that work here. Um, so I think the potential is, is massive in, in South America, especially in Brazil. Well, it's incredible. Well, listen, when I look at the whole team, I was looking at some of the group. We were together over lunch today and thinking to myself, my goodness me, what a wonderful group of people we've got here. When I think about, you know, no disrespect for everybody else, when I think about you and Chantal and Francesca and just the whole team, really, I think, you know what, we're, we're, we're in good hands. And uh, if there's ever a chance to do something fantastic, we've certainly got the right people with the right heart and the right spirit to do it. So, uh, and I'm thrilled to bits that um, a, no a number of them just so coincidentally happen to be my children. <laughs> so that's brilliant. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. So glad to be there. It's just a shame I wasn't there in person, but maybe next time we can. Next time. Or we may all come to you. We've been deciding that uh, if we yeah, do well next year, we're all going to come to Rio. Even better. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Well, that was something. I wasn't prepared for some of those answers and some of the things I heard today, you know, really touched me as I kind of, I'll reflect on this podcast for a little while. One of the things that really struck me was just how missional many of the team think inclusion is. And it was really amazing to listen to them completely unrehearsed answers about talking about just the way they feel about inclusion, how important it is. It was interesting to hear the link between performance. It was fascinating also to see how the team had really been clear in their minds about the distinction between diversity and inclusion. But the thing that really knits them together, and for me, really holds the conversations together, is how much they appreciate each other and how much they appreciate being with each other and that whole sense of community, but also this sense that there's something missional about the work we're doing. And that's really exciting because that, for me, sets us up for the future. And our goal as we move into the future is really to be an influence, to be able to take this conversation, to be able to really see if we can be purposeful about elevating the human experience in the workplace with a view to ending workplace inequality. And as we said in one of our conversations, wouldn't it be amazing to live in a world where nobody feels excluded? I hope you will stay with us on our journey. We're going to be continuing our own journey as we grow and think in our own inclusion maturity journey. And it's been an absolute privilege to work with some of you, so many of you, as you've begun to work on yours. And together, maybe we can get to a place where we can collectively come together and say, because of what we did together, we made the world a little bit more inclusive. <laughs>